0: it's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your host, Chris Schubert, floating around producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information and needs. They've got live betting, esports, Major League Baseball, the NBA playoffs, football, futures bets. They got it all. Vegas casino games. They've even got poker games for you to check out. Head on over to the website. It's super easy to use. If you sign up today, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use. Our promo code: Believe. That's B L E A V. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Where the game starts. Kyle, hap- happy National Shrimp
1: Day to you. Are you kidding me? It is National Shrimp Day. My my people, my colleagues, crustaceans.
0: Yesterday was like National Strawberry Day
1: or something. These days are getting out of hand. We got to stop. We need we need to uh, we yeah, need I to mean, stop this. Uh yesterday Hallmark was running National running Butterscotch
0: Biasford. Brownie Day. I don't know where the strawberry thing came from. Um also National um, Moscato Day yesterday. So
1: I inadvertently celebrated yesterday because I cooked shrimp on the grill, first time on the grill yet this year. Okay. Was yesterday Yep. Kyle, Kyle has met summer
0: mode. You're in, you're in grill mode, summer mode. That's a good spot to be.
1: Uh, yeah, I was. I cut the grass, I trimmed Whoa. the hedges in the front of the house, and I changed the propane tank and used the gas, uh, the, the the gas grill. So it was a day yesterday in the Crabs in the wow. household.
0: Wow, uh, normal stuff for common people. But uh, for us draft people, that stuff starts happening. We have time to do that.
1: Uh, First of all, apologies. Strawberry Day was not yesterday. I saw something about it.
0: Yesterday was National Lost Sock Memorial Day. What are we doing here, people? I
1: look. They they need cards. I don't
0: hate it. I don't hate it. What are we doing? Yeah. Also, also National Sleepover Day. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, That was yesterday, but we're we're here today to talk about to talk about the AFC South. So we're going to reflect on the draft classes for the Texans, Colts, Jaguars, and Titans. We'll start with Houston as we've been doing alphabetical by city. All of them along the way. So, Kyle, I don't know if you, I don't want to say this, uh, this tight end from Oregon State's name. So I'm going to defer to you to introduce. Quittoriano?
1: Tegan Quittoriano? There. Done. Yeah,
0: See, there it. it is. That guy.
1: All right. So that's the whole draft class for the Texans. It's.
0: Yeah. Good depth player, LSU
1: cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. at number three, offensive lineman Kenyon Green, Texas A&M at fifteen, Jalen Petrie, defensive back Baylor thirty-seven, wide receiver John Mechie the third at forty-four overall, linebacker Christian Harris at seventy-five overall, running back Damian Pierce, Florida one hundred seven, defensive lineman Thomas Booker, Stanford one hundred fifty. Tight end Tegan Quitoriano from Oregon State at 170. Joe, imagine how you how I must have felt on draft night when I yeah. there were you're just sitting here on pins and needles waiting for the first name that looked like that you've never heard of before and I got to announce yeah. the pick. Um offensive tackle, Austin DeKoolis from LSU at two hundred five, the Houston Texans twenty twenty two NFL draft class.
0: Me thinks the Houston Texans wanted to pick players from the SEC. I mean, all but two, if I'm not mistaken, three of them, they made a lot of picks, right? That's not like uh, they made 11 picks, eight from the SEC. And I understand it because we've talked about this Houston team and we really didn't really get into needs with Houston. It was just like, hey, just get lots of good players. And I think it was smart of them to get lots of good players from the SEC, which every general manager will tell you is the closest thing to the NFL. And so – you know, they, they weren't really in a spot to take a bunch of swings. They needed to hit a bunch of doubles. And my goodness, I think that's what they did with pick after pick after pick. And so um, I'm excited to see what this Texans team looks like because it's one of the most unique rebuilds we've ever seen where you saw a coach kind of just like tank the entire situation. And Bill O'Brien, you know, Nick Casario comes in wanting to replenish this roster. And so, I'm anxious to see how long it takes and what it looks like, but I think this was a really good approach for them to just get a lot of really good football players that come from the best conference in in the nation.
1: Okay, Joe. It's week seven. Over, under, four and a half rookie starters for the Texans out of this draft class.
0: I love this. Um, I think the first three picks are starters Stingley, Green, Petrie. So I just need two. I need two more. Mechie. You need two
1: starters in week seven.
0: Okay. Now I know that's why you did week seven, because that would be when Mechie's eligible to come off the pup. I'm not going to assume that he's going to be the starter in his first game back. So I won't give him that. Christian Harris, maybe. Well, we talked about how many linebackers they have. I don't know if I think they're going to want the experienced players. Pierce, Pierce possibly. Damian Pierce running back from Florida. That would give us
1: You think four. he'd be the starter. You think he'd be a starter?
0: Yeah, he's got to beat out Marlon Mack. Who cares? Marlon Mack coming off of an Achilles, like a very ordinary player to begin with. Wow. Feed Marlon Pierce, Max. man. No, he's an ordinary running back. Um I'll say I'll take the under because I think it'll be four exactly. Uh,
1: no no consideration at all to Thomas Booker.
0: I think Booker I think will factor into chance. the rotation. I think he's got
1: a better chance to be a starter than Damian Pierce does. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay, so their starting defensive tackles right now are Roy Lopez and Malik Collins with Ross Blacklock, Thomas Booker as the primary backups. The problem is, Lopez gives them the actual one tech, and they have three three techs. I don't know, man. I don't see it. I think he'll factor in, but I don't think he'll beat out Collins or Blacklock.
1: He'll be playing more than 50% of the snaps by week seven. I'll say that. Whoa! You want to make that the first bet?
0: I think he can too, but 50%?
1: Dude, who do they have on the edge too? Booker can play on the end in early downs.
0: Will they, though, in that scheme? They have Jonathan Greenard, Ogbo Okoronkwo. They just signed Mario Addison. They signed Rasheem Green as well. Fifty percent bro, that's I'll take I will gladly
1: Okay. Take so this. if you're willing to shake on week seven to end of season, Thomas Booker plus fifty percent of snaps, fifty percent or more, I win, forty nine point nine nine or less you win. Yeah. I,
0: I'll I'll absolutely take it. Absolutely. Is this the first one? Done. Marked it in. Okay. <laughs> Put it Tyler's down, Chris. Booker, Doomy, spreadsheet uh, Do me proud. Doomy Week proud. seven through seventeen. You need to – And 18 and look, I'll, 18. I'll, no here here's eighteen. Let me go ahead and do something really really quick here. If he's injured and is inactive, I don't get the win. All right, he's got to be active. So when of the games he's active, play. he might
1: what right? Because like, what if he's yeah? Uh, if he's a healthy scratch, then I lose. But if he's right. hurt, so then it's a push
0: we're we're picking games he's active in. I'm not going to I'm not going to like and that's in favor of you. I think that's the right thing to do because we had a few technicalities last year with these bets and I want to make sure we cover
1: that. Yeah, we got to think ahead. So that's we could spend the next 3 months kind of ironing out logistics for fine print as well. But I I like All this right. one. Me too. Chris, can can we do a um draft dudes poll with this? Sure. Can we talk to Alex and get something set up for the main account? Sure, we can absolutely do that. that will be this. I feel real good about. You're
0: counting on this fifth round pick to come in and play more than half the snaps. Thomas Booker
1: Booker should have. First of all, I have no trust in Houston's depth on the defensive line, and I think Thomas Booker can really ball.
0: I like Thomas Booker too. So let's not detract there. I think he's a good player and a good fit for this season. I think he'll be a nice factor. I don't know. know, Why why do you hate Thomas Booker so much, Joe? Joe, why do you hate Thomas Booker? I don't. And maybe maybe I'm skewed because I watch the Bills rotate defensive linemen like crazy and like nobody plays 50 percent. And so that is skewing my perspective. But, man, I think that would be really surprising and be a major win for Houston if that happens. And, you know, he delivers. Did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan? Dave used Auto Approve to refinance his car, replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment. Now, since he saved with Auto Approve, he's sitting behind the third base dugout instead of the bleachers. Auto Approve connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups ever and handles the paperwork, yes, even the DMV, making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? by instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with AutoApprove, you get your best rate and more with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, AutoApprove was able to save their customers, on average, over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that new jersey you deserve. Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through Auto Approve, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low. Take your tailgate to the next level when you refinance with Auto Approve. Put more money in your pocket for what matters most. To find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cashback offer, visit AutoApprove.com slash Believe. That's autoapproved.com slash B-L-E-A-V.
1: Okay, so do you want to transition to the Indianapolis Colts?
0: Yeah, we better. Um, I'll introduce their their class here. Uh, No first-round pick in the second round. Alec Pierce, the wide receiver from Cincinnati at 53. Tight end Jelani Woods, Virginia at 73, third round. Offensive tackle Bernard Raymond, Central Michigan, third round. Nick Cross, Safety Maryland, third round. Defensive tackle Eric Johnson from Missouri State in the fifth round. couple of six-round picks. Tight end Andrew Ogletree out of Youngstown State. And defensive tackle Curtis Brooks from Cincinnati. They close things out in the seventh round with Rodney Thomas out of Yale.
1: Okay, Joe. My immediate question for you. It's week seven. Are oh, you boy. taking the over-under on one and a half rookie starters from this year's class.
0: Oh, it's a smash! I'm smashing the over because I think Pierce starts for them.
1: You think Alex think, Pierce starts immediately for the Indianapolis? Yes.
0: Yeah. What? Who, who? On the outside, who's he in competition with? I think he. I think he pairs with Michael Pittman as their two outside receivers. Okay. Mike Strawn, Desmond Patton, Kiki Kuti. Yeah, I think he's got a very clear path.
1: Okay. You, you've made your point on Alec Pierce,
0: so I need one more, right? <clears throat> yeah. Ah, <sighs> man. Um, so I know this is somewhat detracting because you might think I'm trying to get myself out of the spot. But did you watch the um the Colts always have the best like YouTube videos coming oh, they're, out? Their docu- the draft
1: series stuffs phenomenal. So yeah.
0: freaking good. Have you seen it yet for the the draft?
1: Not for like the actual draft.
0: Oh, it's so good. They went, dude, they went in, they went and they were debating between Pierce and Woods at 53. They got them both. Oh man. And I think they were considering Raymond as well. Like they just got like guy after guy after guy that they wanted. And I, maybe, maybe that's exactly what the YouTube series is going to try to make you believe, but they had some pretty good receipts on there, man. I, they were, they were fun to watch. Uh, so I need I, one more starter. It's gonna be tough.
1: And, and obviously, I, I probably this spoke question, too soon. Th- this question was easier for Houston because the team was completely devoid right. of talent, right? So, like, you right. make that admission, and they made uh, four picks before Indianapolis made their first, and they made uh, five picks before Indianapolis made their second, right? So, like, yeah. obviously, they they had a lot of earlier draft capital at their disposal. The roster was worse. But I guess that's my question for the Colts is like you you made this move for Matt Ryan. You transitioned away from Carson Wentz. You obviously have a very clear infrastructure with your running game and the offensive line that you've invested in. You did bring in a, a tackle, which you desperately needed. I don't know if he's somebody who's necessarily plug and play right away. But then again, based on your draft capital and when the tackles came off the board, I don't necessarily blame you for the way it went. Right. It's just I, I kind of look at this class, and it's like, man, we, we raved about him being a bet on traits guy, Chris Bauer being a bet on traits guy on day three. I just don't know how many contributions they're going to get from the class in year one, and that's my question relative to the mm. fact that you have an older quarterback in Matt Ryan.
0: I think Pierce starts a receiver. Jelani, they play like three tight ends. So,
1: I oh, mean, P- it's Mo Alley, Cox, or, and, and who. Well, Woods is a huge upgrade over Malai Cox as far as just being an athlete, too. Right. So I
0: think that Woods factors in this year. Raymond, I mean, Braden Smith, starter for them at right tackle, is a rookie out of Auburn. I mean, the only guy in front of him on the depth chart is Matt Pryor at left tackle. I mean, that's a possibility. Nick Cross is super gifted, but, you know, I'm sure they're really pumped up about Kari Willis and Julian Blackman coming back at safety, right? Um, so like he might factor in and sub, but man, I feels like those are going to be their guys. Eric Johnson, I think will get run as a backup because it's Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner. And then what at defensive tackle?
1: RJ, he's kind of a nice uh, penetration, penetration opportunity for pass rush situations.
0: So I think he fits Now I don't know about the rest of their picks. Um, Ballard loves Curtis Brooks, but I mean, like he's their fourth guy probably. So I think they'll get some production this year, despite not having a first round pick. It's a good team, man. It's just like can they make enough, can they create enough explosive plays in the passing game? You know, are they just too is their script too one way for them to win games?
1: Right. Right. And I don't want to make it sound like I don't like the Colts as a team. No, it was just more of the observation of like, I thought they went more after guys with traits who might be better year two, year three type guys when they made a move that suggests we're going to continue to be a win now in a win now window, because we're transitioning away from Wentz and giving more assets for, for Matt Ryan. Yeah. And Ryan, I like a lot of their players. Yeah, There's no question. No question. Uh, Jacksonville. Trayvon Walker, defensive lineman. Number one trade up to 27 for linebacker, Devin Lloyd, Utah, Luke Fortner, interior offensive lineman Kentucky at 65, center, Uh, linebacker Chad Muma, Wyoming at 70, Snoop Connor, running back Mississippi at 154, Montaric Brown, defensive back, uh, was at 122 and I accidentally skipped over Gregory Jr., Wachita Baptist at 197.
0: You know what's funny is I think I, and we didn't, we obviously haven't watched the draft. I haven't watched a draft in like eight years, but if I'm not mistaken, they announced Trayvon Walker as an outside linebacker, which is extremely strange to me. Mm-hmm. But obviously, so then, like that. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, so then you got three linebackers with your first four picks. <laughs> obviously, he's a pass rusher, but.
0: R- right. Right, I I feel like he's going to play like some five and some four I for them. That would only make sense to me based on his skill set. Um, you know this was this was definitely a, a draft where you feel like Trent Bulky had his fingerprints all over it, and, and we you kind of wonder, you know, who has the most pull there. Wouldn't you say that this is definitely a sign that Bulky's the guy calling the shots here on personnel?
1: There's no question, and. Given that Bulky almost got fired when they were going after Byron Lefwich, because Byron Leftwich said "Deuces, I don't want to work with Trent Bulky," and then they were like, "You know what? Now we're going to stay with Trent anyway." And you find yourself falling into Doug Peterson as head coach. I guess it's more. I have more organizational questions than I take exception with the talent that they drafted. Obviously, the the positional yeah. value thing that the linebacker, two linebackers early in trading up for Devin Lloyd. Like that can be a whole debate if you want it to be, but I like Trayvon Walker. I don't necessarily like him at number one overall. I love Devin Lloyd Mm -hmm. as a player. I liked Luke Fortner as a player. We had a fourth round valuation on him. Uh, Chad Mumo. We absolutely love. We had a second round valuation on him. And anything after that was outside the top one hundred and fifty. Like I, you're taking shots on special teams, guys and, and high upside developmental players at that point in the draft anyway. So like, Okay, you took Gregory Jr. from Watchtub Baptist. Cool. He's a developmental guy. Montarsic Brown, he's going to be a killer on special teams, I think. He's got a really good nose for the football. Snoop Connor's a fun little jitterbug role player back. Uh, could play some teams potentially as a return guy. So I look at this draft as like, you're going to define this draft with those first four picks. And yeah, you went two linebackers, a center, and a low mm-hmm. production ass rusher. Like, I like the players. Yeah. But yes, this is very much Trent Balky. All over it. My questions, kind of like I had the question for the Colts, is how much production is this team, as a a ready-to-compete team going to get with their rookie class this year? My question is, how committed are you to Trent Bulky? Because if you're not, you open yourself up to a lot of ugliness and potentially chasing your own tail if you make a change. And then there's more instability and then a coordinator change. And now all of a sudden the guys don't fit like Devin Lloyd Mumma is a very specific kind of vision for what your inside linebackers are going to look like. Right. Like what happens if you decide you want to go to a, a different defensive system? Well, Doug Peterson had Jim Schwartz for quite some time and they use that wide nine 4 three defense. So that's my question. Uh, with this draft class but I really like the first four players I just hope that they're sta- stable enough to let those players see it through.
0: Yeah, you got to be aligned. Your your coaching, your head coaching, your GM have to be aligned and I think Doug Peterson's been a good company man but at you could you could just feel the tension coming that hasn't even really started yet. And right. so we'll, we'll see how it all I mean, plays it it out. Like you said to,
1: we we heard Doug wanted Ekemeke Right, and the next thing you know, Not they're one.
0: extending Cam Robinson. Right, right, right. So, and I th- we I think we both we both like Trayvon Walker. I think we could both agree that Ike Miquano a better prospect than Trayvon Walker.
1: We had them both graded above Trayvon Walker. Yes, yeah. So, all
0: right, we got to get to the, the Titans here, and then rank these classes. the, the Titans' um, first round. Don't pick, forget to include Berzwey.
1: the subtraction. Of A.J. Brown, Brown, right? So nice. they
0: they got a – and then they traded back uh, for that pick that they acquired. But Traylon Burks, wide receiver Arkansas at 18. Roger McCreary, cornerback Auburn in the second round. Two third-round picks, Nicholas Petit-Friere. Offensive tackle Ohio State and quarterback Malik Willis out of Liberty. Hassan Haskins, running back Michigan in the fourth round. Uh, tight end Chigo Okwankwo from Maryland. Perfect fit there in the fourth round. Fifth round, Kyle Phillips, wide receiver UCLA two six-round picks, cornerback Theo Jackson from Tennessee, and linebacker Chance Campbell out of Mississippi.
1: I'll say this, Joe. I don't know if anybody got a better draft class after 75 than the Titans. Willis, Haskins, Okwanko, Kyle Phillips, Theo Jackson, and Chance Campbell. That's a really, really good haul. Late third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, they did not have any seventh round draft selections. I love what they did in the back half of their draft.
0: I I want to kind of pin the question you've been asking me on you here for Tennessee, because I look at this draft class, Kyle, and I see very, very, very clear paths for all of these players. Really, I mean, up in, like, Burks through Phillips. I see the role very clearly for all of them. Mm Yeah.
1: Yeah. what's your question
0: well I mean my question is like I guess I didn't have a question I had a statement that I mostly wanted you to respond to but
1: <laughs> I mean uh yeah Traylon Burks is going to replace AJ Brown they're going to try to replace AJ Brown uh Roger McCreary they have had injuries at corner I think at worst he's your replacement for Christian Fulton right
0: I well, I, I certainly, as a a stan of Christian Fulton, I'm hopeful that he's, you know, the, the a very well, solid Fulton's starter. But Caleb a Farley's the, the injury, right? Is he? Is he already been? In, this is his fourth season. I feel like this was his third year. Fulton was drafted in 2020, so no, he's not. No, He's okay. still got two more years.
1: Uh, McCurry can play inside. You know, I, th- I think that's the one question with Roger is the length. So, you know, but he's he's certainly got the physicality and the man-to-man skills to play inside, too, if you want him to. Uh, Petit Freer competing for the right tackle spot. He's played both tackle positions. Uh, Malik Willis, potential heir to Ryan Tannehill if the team decides to make a transition, wants to try and get more dynamic offensively. Hassan Haskins, the Dante Foreman role, serving as the immediate backup to Derrick Henry. Uh, Okwanku is your New Smith replacement. Kyle Phillips, he's going to be a slot guy. Who? Uh, how much money did they pay Adam Humphreys to try and be a thing for them? Oh uh, yeah, it
0: was. Was it the three Like the I don't want to say it wrong, but it was a decent amount of money.
1: It was a decent amount of money. Like there's okay, you got the same exact kind of player, where athletic profile is not really going to jump out at you, uh, but can run some nice routes. Four years, thirty six million. Yeah, some nice money. Um, right. <laughs> and then Chance Campbell, uh, I think, can be a, a special teams ace and developmental starter type, given the fact that he had transferred from Maryland to Ole Miss and was one of the most productive linebackers in the SEC this past year. I think he had 13 tackles for loss or something like that. Crazy, crazy production. So the, the whole class has clear visions, and it makes sense, right, because we, we hear a lot. John Robinson has talked about drafting for a need. Well, they drafted for a specific need on the roster with every pick that they made in the entire class. So there you go. You ready to rank them? I am ready to rank them, yes.
0: I, I don't think we're going to have these the same at all.
1: Uh, just based off the tone of the conversations? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give Houston the top spot. They obviously had the most volume early in the draft, and I want to give them credit for that. I'm going to pick Houston at one. Oh, man. Um,
0: I am not. I'm going Indianapolis at one. I really like this collection of players. I really like the vision and how they can help this football team. And I give them a lot of credit for this year, though, yeah, I'd, I'd feel comfortable with that, I, and I give them a lot of credit for being able to have a really good haul without a first-round pick.
1: I will go with Jacksonville at two. I I have Tennessee at two. Um, I'd love
0: to give Tennessee one number one, but I think they botched the AJ Brown thing. I really do.
1: Right. Yeah. I I can't I can't put Tennessee above Jacksonville when I really liked Walker Lloyd Fortner and Muma when I see the pathway but I do think Jacksonville got better players and the Titans lost AJ Brown. So I'll put Tennessee at 3 and I'm putting Indianapolis at 4.
0: And I have Houston at 3 and Jacksonville at 4. For for Jacksonville to go extremely raw defensive lineman at 1 and then Yeah. Their next one, two, three, four picks are line off-ball linebackers, a center, and a running back, and then a couple of developmental corners. Like I just don't know that you did enough at premium positions for me to love what you were able to accomplish. I like your players. Okay. I think you got a good collection of players. I don't know. I don't necessarily love how you got these players to help your football team.
1: Okay, and that's ironic because that's how I feel about Indianapolis. I just, you are much more in on Alec Pierce being a rookie contributor yeah, oh, for at sure. a high level. For, yeah.
0: That's a big discrepancy between you and I. Right.
1: But I think he just kind of fits uh, their
0: mold at receiver. So.
1: Yeah. And Jelani Woods, obviously the concern is he was a tight end at Virginia and a receiving target for one year. So it's a small sample size and Raymond's played tackle for two years and you're going to ask him to potentially contribute for you right away. And. So the, the question you have with Jacksonville is what I what I ultimately take up uh, with Indianapolis. And and while I agree with your assessment for Jacksonville from a positional value perspective, I like I loved Lloyd and Muma in this year's class. And I liked Trayvon Walker a lot. Maybe not at one, I agree with you, but Lloyd and Muma I loved as football players, and I think Fortner's a plug-and-play upgrade for them at center. So hey, I,
0: I knew we were going to be go. very different. So there
1: it is. Yeah, well, this is the first time we've like really clashed on it so we've been i think we've only ever had like one team flipped in one spot or another through all of the ones that we've done thus far we have two more of these to go we have both west divisions so we were due to butt heads <laughs> and we did it here and we did so civilly which i'm proud of so good for us good for all of you who tuned in uh, draft dudes cow crabs german chris schubert the youtube channel uh, at the Draft Network. Make sure you hit subscribe, hit the bell. That way you know when we get new uh, video podcasts up for you. And if you are listening on the regular podcast feed, thanks as always for listening. Thanks to our friends at Online for their continued support. Talk to you guys again tomorrow.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E.